Hi, I'm Luann Botta. And I'm Marianne Crum. You know, lots of things may be in short supply these days, but hope doesn't have to be one of them. Join us for the next 30 minutes or so, and we'll remind you how you can live with unquenchable hope. Hi, everybody. We are still talking about the subject of striving. Yes. And we're not talking about striving for excellence here. We're talking (laughs) about when we get into our own selfish ambitions, or even if we have good intentions and we find ourselves just getting burnt out. Yes. Like we're out from under the grace of God Mm -hmm. because we've taken something, whether it was something he put in our heart or not, and we've taken it on our own. Yes. So this has been a tricky subject for us (laughs) because we're both bad strivers (laughs) for one thing. So it's very convicting, but also because it's kind of hard to get a handle on it. It And we hope that what we're sharing with you all is helpful and clear. Yes. (laughs) Maybe more clear than it is in our brains. But last week I started on the list of bullet points on why is it we strive so hard? I love to try to figure out why people do what they do and why I do what I do. (laughs) Yeah, really. So last week we talked about how sometimes we get into striving when we misunderstand our relationship with God. This is kind of a summary of last week. We think that he's more like a boss giving us an assignment Mm -hmm. and then we take it and run with it. Yeah. When what he wants is to be our father and for us to just join him in the family business, essentially. (laughs) The family discern what he does, what he's doing, and join him in that. Yes. Okay. And then the second thing we talked about was control. Yes. We just feel safer when when we're in control. The third motivation for why we strive so hard is a negative one, which is just selfishness, because we want what we want Mm. when we want it. Mm. We all have our ideas of what we want our lives to look like or our ministries to look yes, like. Yes. So we can even take something good and it seems good, but the root in our heart might be selfish. That's right. Who came to my mind in this regard in the Bible was Judas. Mm, that He good. hooked up with Jesus and in The Chosen, he seems like a really nice guy. No, Did you notice does. that? I'm like, <laughs> that's Judas. He's so cute and nice. What a rat. Anyway. That's what I thought the same. <laughs> and and I don't know if we really know all of the motivations for why he betrayed Jesus, but... It, greed. Yeah, greed was part of it. He was mm-hmm. getting paid off. But I think also he got disillusioned because he was more of the mindset that the Messiah was going to come and overthrow Rome, oh, yes, Roman yes, rule, yes. Mm-hmm. which was very oppressive. So mm-hmm. the Jewish people were all about getting mm-hmm. rid of the Romans, but... Judas hooked up with Jesus thinking that that's what Jesus was going to do. And then as time went on and he realized, uh uh-oh, he's not going to overthrow Mm -hmm. Rome. He's not even talking about Rome. (laughs) Yeah, really. Anyway, having our own agenda, I guess, our own selfish agenda can get us into a striving that is really exhausting and fruitless. We'll find ourselves beating our head against many closed doors. Because God will make sure that we do, that we we experience frustration when we're going off on our own like that. These are all sort of related. So if they sound like I'm repeating myself, it's because there are nuances to these things, but they're all kind of similar. So the next one was just a lack of trust in God. Well, I agree with that. We just think God's not going to come through for us. Mm -hmm. So we got to do it, Mm -hmm. right? Dog on it. it. 
I think going back real quick to what you just said earlier, though, I think we push it because God has his own time. This isn't fast enough, Lord. Right. And so I've got to keep going. We got to move on. I can hardly remember anything where I felt like God's time and mine were the same. (laughs) Yeah, I get it. I always want him to go faster than he's going. I know. Funny. Yeah. 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 And then you get afraid that you missed it because you waited. Mm -hmm. And then you feel like, did I just miss that? Okay. The next one, we kind of touched on this in the last episode, but pride Mm -hmm. is a reason why we Mm -hmm. get over into striving so much. And I I talked about how it's easy to just take the worldly definition of success and try to Christianize it. (laughs) We have our own little celebrity culture in the Christian world, and that's not something that I think God is happy about necessarily. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned an analogy of a hamster wheel, that we can just go from getting on that worldly hamster wheel yes. of, of money and success in our job and all these things and just hop over into the Christian mm-hmm. hamster wheel, where I've got to <laughs> yeah. have a big ministry, ministry. I've got to be mm-hmm. up front. It's not a healthy thing. No, right. Right. No, that's good. No, that's a good one, too. What the world considers successful is just kind of went into the Christian realm. Yeah. Yeah. And so the success of a Christian ministry is big, mm-hmm. a lot of people, mm-hmm. you're doing a lot of different things. It seems really, really successful. Money. Money. People on your Instagram yeah. or on your Facebook, how many likes right. and all that kind of stuff. That is so self-destructive. That- you can tell by what happens sometimes when people achieve that status as a, I don't know what else to call it, a Christian celebrity, Yes, how many of them fall. Mm-hmm. I think that was a wonderful thing about Billy Graham's life is that he somehow managed to avoid, it seems like, yes. a lot of the pitfalls of his, yes. Uh, yeah, of his fame, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. really, because it, we're just not meant to receive the glory. No, that's not God's. At all. Right. I heard somebody the other day, and I think it was Priscilla Shire. She, and I, I have stopped listening to a bunch of speakers. I just decided to shut it down for a little bit. But she had said, you're not going to stand before the Lord one day and give an account for how many likes you had on Facebook <laughs> and Instagram. Right. She goes, it, you're, if you're looking for the applause of man, you're on the wrong road. Exactly. And then she started clapping because everybody's looking for that. And she said, but you're only there for the audience of one. If you're there trying to get others to approve of you, mm-hmm. this is exactly, we're talking about striving and approving of me. So that's why I've got to get on Facebook and I've got to get at least a thousand people, at least a thousand people yeah. liking this thing. And I just think that can tr- trip us up. And even though Jesus did speak before big groups eventually, sure. most of his ministry seemed to be to individuals. Oh, yeah. And that says a lot sure. about how we should view it, too. Well, I, I mean, even with this podcast, it's hard for me not to look at Facebook sometime and see how many people liked the podcast oh, episode. Yes, yes. But I have to keep bringing it back to, but what if just one person, that's right. it encourages them or mm-hmm. helps them to figure something out? Well, no, that's right, because there's only there was only one person that brought Billy Graham to where he went. We could go through all of these people of the faith, these pillars of the faith that mm-hmm. we know in our lifetime, and there was only one person that brought them to Christ. So mm. they didn't need to be a bazillion yeah. people, they didn't have to be in a, in a certain place. It was just that one person saying, you know what, do you want to come with me to such and such? And then they get saved there. Mm-hmm. And that changed that person's life. It wasn't because of going to a big conference somewhere and, you know, right. it doesn't have to always be that. Again, we keep saying it's just walking in the Spirit, being obedient, 
moment by moment. Yes. And then you will get to where God wants you to Mm be. Mm -hmm. Paul, in fact, he kind of presented a completely different picture than this whole Christian celebrity thing, because he said that he would glory in his weakness. Uh, Yes. And he says, when I am weak. I am strong. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of the opposite attitude from what we naturally think. Okay. The next thing that sometimes causes us to strive is that we want to be accepted. Mm. And again, we touched on this last week, but when we're, yeah, I think we did, or else it was just when we were chatting uh, between things. (laughs) I can't remember. (laughs) But anyway, it's kind of like when we're little we begin to learn what are the things that get me what I want. Oh yeah. For some people that just have a lot of natural physical beauty, they learn that they can use that. Mm -hmm. That's their currency, Mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. Other people it's achievement or could be a lot of different things. Yeah. And so it's like, we're going to ride that horse (laughs) of what it, what, what, yeah, because it, it gives us that acceptance. And sometimes that transfers over to where we feel like we're having to strive to earn God's acceptance. Yes. Which is not true. No, that's um, right. And that's what we talked last week. And I think the acceptance, we can go to, even with our young these days, uh, they're striving to be accepted. And I would just say to mom and dad out there, their telephone, again, it's wonderful because you can get a lot of information, but I just would so restrict them being on social media yes. all day. I just, I just would. I think a lot of parents are realizing that, mm-hmm. you know, as it's been around longer now, yes. they're beginning to have studies and show how high the suicide rates it's are. It's just, I wouldn't have been able to handle that as yeah. a kid. That is way too much. I oh, watch yeah. it. I, I just watch it. It's not good. No. It's not even good for us as adults. Look, I sometimes feel like, man, my life is like schmuck compared to when I'm <laughs> watching other people on Facebook. And I'm like, wait, 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 Luann. Things aren't always as they seem. Oh, absolutely. And so I'm thinking, no, 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 no. You don't go down that road. But I'm a lot older mm-hmm. than a high school student who is looking at this and thinking, man, I, I don't have anything to offer. That's what I can't take anymore about yeah. what's happening with us comparing ourselves with each other or for having approval. And a lot of parents are realizing and just getting their kids flip phones. You know, oh, you I would still, so do that. You can still yep. buy those. And that way they'll have it if, they, you know, yep. if they're driving and they yep. have an emergency or something. But it kind of keeps them out of that uh, old that's mess. That's what I would be doing. But even as believers, we can take that need to be accepted into the church or into mm-hmm. our Christian lives, mm-hmm. and it can wreak havoc. Oh, my gosh, there, yes. Because we're comparing ourselves to the superstars yes. of the Christian world of that we Christian see. the Christian world, yes. So mm-hmm. you're exactly right. And we need to be careful how we talk to one another, because I know we were talking about this before we started recording. If you feel like you have some kind of a word for oh, somebody yeah. mm-hmm. where you're going to tell them that God has shown me that mm-hmm. you're going to be this great singer mm-hmm. or you're going to have this huge ministry mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe their intentions are good may, or maybe they just want your acceptance. Yeah. So they're tickling your ears. I don't know, but you need to really just take that with a grain of salt sometimes, yeah. yep. store it away in case it's from God, mm-hmm. but you can't make that happen. No, no, no. That's no right. Cause if a word is given to you, that is of God, it will come to pass. But I think it needs to confirm. It -hmm. needs to be confirming to you. So you're right. You're right. It's just something you need to put on the back burner. God, when he said anything in scripture, and when he had David or anybody do something that he had asked them to do, it was done because he asked them to do it. 
if there was a word given or if Samuel gave a word, if Nathan gave a word, it came to pass Mm -hmm. because they heard what the Spirit of the Lord was saying, and that was that. We just have to be careful. Very. Um, some people, you know, Very. will just flatter. Very. And it's it's maybe not from the Lord, mm-hmm. but like you said, if it is, you won't have to strive to make it happen no, because God will start to open doors. Yes. And it will just unfold. Right. I think it's right. more of an unfolding than a striving. The glorious um, unfolding. That is Stephen Curtis Chapman. Oh. It's a great song, The Glorious Unfolding. Oh my gosh, a great song. I've been I've been listening to him now for the last three or four days. I downloaded on my phone from Spotify a ton of his old music. And yeah. it's been the most refreshing, refreshing music that I have listened to in a long time. For the sake of the call. Oh yeah. Oh I my gosh. That just the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, Glorious yeah. Unfolding. Great song. Look it up. Even thinking about trying to earn God's acceptance. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by grace you have been saved through mm-hmm. faith, and this, not your own doing, it's the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no yeah, one may boast. boast. Well, the whole picture there is that we just have a faith in God, and then we're connected to Him, and then it's just a matter of daily obedience to that, because it's not about having all this stuff on our Christian resume that we can boast about. <laughs> Yeah. 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 At the end, I just think we're going to realize when we're face to face with God and He's handing out rewards and all all Mm -hmm. this stuff that's going to happen. It's like, wow, was I ever thinking about that wrong? (laughs) Yeah, really. I don't want to be sitting there going, oh, can I have a do over? Yeah, I know. (laughs) Once we're there, I'm not. No, uh, that's true. Do overs. (laughs) I don't think we're even thinking about this life, but go ahead. Okay. Those were the the motivations that I could think of on how we slip into it. But then I also now have symptoms of striving. Like, how can we know Hmm. when we are striving? Because we can be very self unaware. Yes. (laughs) Clueless about really what's going on in our own heads. One of the symptoms I thought of was that when we are in that state where we're striving to make something happen Mm. in our lives, we'll find ourselves getting really frustrated with people who we perceive that are in our way, Mm -hmm. that are blocking our path or making it harder. Or we are get frustrated with God. Mm-hmm. Like, God, I, I thought you were going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. What's taking so long? Mm-hmm. I think that's where disappointment comes in. Yeah. Because we say to the Lord, well, you said, I thought for sure this is what you wanted and all those kind of things. So I, it's yeah. really a fine line. It's really a fine line to figure those things out. Because it's the timing of God. I mean, the timing of God can go from three weeks to 40 years. Right. I mean, look at Moses, backside of the wilderness for 40 40 years. years. Yeah. I I think he had totally probably given up on his life ever amounting to much. Yeah. But then look what happened. Yeah. One of my friends was telling me, and and I'm going to get this wrong. She was talking about David, even in David's life, the greatest thing that he had done at the end of his life was having the tabernacle built. Correct. The temple. The temple. Wait, that, that was, was Solomon. him. Solomon did that. Oh no, Solomon. Solomon's greatest thing that he had done at yeah. the end of his life was building the temple. Mm-hmm. So we're never done. I mean, we're never done. I understand retiring. I get it, but we never retire. No. There's always something to do before the kingdom calendar runs out. Yeah. And before our lives are over. So, yeah. Even if that is more one-on-one yeah, conversations, absolutely, uh, absolutely. writing encouraging notes to people. As we're more limited in what we can do, 
there are still so many things we that we could do. Yes. You know, they maybe not the things that we would we choose. Would choose. Mm-hmm. But I think to have that mindset of there's always going to be ways I can minister to people. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just listened. Uh, it was my pastor, I think, uh, the other day, and he was just saying, just you being kind to somebody and just saying hi. Maybe nobody has said hello to them yes, in like forever. All day. Uh huh. Right. And here you are. Hi. Have a great day. Yeah. I think it was even the lady just on my way here today. I stopped to get, <laughs> stopped to get cookies. <laughs> I stopped to get a protein bar and ended up buying those chocolate chip cookies that I just love. But anyway, it's so cold here. I'm sorry. But I've told her, I said, you know, I've been here for five years. I said, what is up? Cold. With the, this is this is lasting Girl, longer than it's... you need to go up Pittsburgh <laughs> and see what they're feeling right now. No, this is lasting longer than ever it has when I've been here. These early mornings, 34 degrees. Well, yeah, is just but it gets like warm not, in the afternoon. Yeah, I was, that's a 55. Okay, I was, come on. I went my I was sweating degrees. like crazy out there in my yard yesterday. But she and I were talking, and, and she goes, well, I'm from Connecticut. And I said, see, so you know but we had this this really quick conversation, and I said, mm-hmm. you have a really blessed day today. She goes, honey, you too. And I knew it was right. Like, I yeah. knew I was supposed to have that conversation with her. And it was just about the weather, but I was complaining because I can't stand <laughs> to be cold. So yeah. anyway, it's those little things. That's right. To be able to just talk to somebody. And that might be more important in God's eyes oh, than, yeah. than, than, any, than doing this podcast uh, uh, that we're yeah, doing right or now. Or being in front of 10,000 people. Yeah. It's, it is his perspective. And I just thinking that right now, we need more of his perspective mm-hmm. than what we're thinking it, it should be about. Yeah. We need his perspective on this yeah, and not ours. So when we're constantly feeling frustrated about yes. what opportunities haven't you know, or have or not have. Yeah, then that's yes. a pretty good sign that we've slipped into striving, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we're not in that rest. Okay. Another symptom of striving would be exhaustion, just mm. feeling burnt yes. out because we're not flowing in grace, that supernatural enablement, yeah. I guess. I think there's a big difference between burnout and exhaustion. Burnout is like, that's like you've already pushed it past the exhaustion. (laughs) That's a dangerous place to be. Exhaustion is, it's different. It's an exhaustion that can be fixed. Mm -hmm. Not that, not that burnout can't be fixed, but there's got to be a real change to come out of burnout, you know, and counseling at times to a Christian counselor Mm -hmm. to get yourself out of that, or obviously being touched by the Holy Spirit that you would come out of that. Right. And through the word of God In, in exhaustion, that should tell us stop. Cease striving. This exhaustion is because of what you're allowing. That's what I was going to say. There would have been stop signs along the way before you get to burnout. Correct. There where, were. Where I had God, many of them when we talked about it earlier. Yeah, yes. Where God would be trying to get you to stop mm-hmm. pushing so hard. Mm-hmm. Yes. Get off that hamster wheel. Yes. yes. Yeah. And if we ignore it, then we may end up in yes. burnout. And you know what? I was a workaholic. Mm-hmm. I had to stop that. A huge workaholic. I was working 16-hour days, not even blinking an eye. Wow. I loved every second of it, mm. but I was probably, that was too much. Yeah. But I would work 16-hour days for years. Mm-hmm. So there is a difference. That's burnout. <laughs> but then there's exhaustion. And so I think in, in that exhaustion stage, we have to get to the place of saying, take a step back. God, I am striving here. I repent mm-hmm. of my striving. I repent of trying to make this stuff happen and let go. I yeah. think that when you said that in the last episode, there's a time where we have to just say, you know what? I just need to let this go. If it comes back, then it's God. 
I thought of a verse in 1 Corinthians where Paul wrote, But by the grace of God, I am what I am, Mm -hmm. and his grace toward me did not prove vain. But I labored even more than all of them, yet not I, but the grace of God with me. So that he kind of draws that distinction between it wasn't him laboring, it was the grace of God in him. Yes, we get tired. Where was that? Uh, 1 Corinthians 15.10. So that was Paul? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, God will give us the grace we need to do what he's called us to do, Yes. but he won't give us the grace necessarily to do things he didn't call us to do. <laughs> yeah. And then we're going to get into really tired. Yes. So exhaustion, yes. you have to kind of discern, am I tired because <laughs> I was doing a good thing that I'm yes. called to do and it's just normal being tired That's or am exactly I exhausted right. because I have been trying to do my own thing? Remember when so Paul had his encounter on Damascus Road and Jesus said, oh. Why are you kicking against the goads? Mm-hmm. Paul thought he was out there persecuting those Christians, yeah. being this good Jewish guy, following the law and all that. He was probably wearing himself slap out. Yes. <laughs> and Jesus just brought him up short. Yeah. And yeah. So what are you doing? Yeah, well, you're go ahead. pushing hard come down the completely wrong road. Yeah, really, really. <laughs> okay. No, that's good. Okay, the next one is if we're in striving, another symptom would be lots of tension and anxiety Hmm. because we feel like the weight of the outcome is on us. Yes. You know, I have to make this happen. Yes. This has to be a success. Yes. When I was doing women's ministry for a gazillion years and we would have events and Bible studies and retreats and all these things, it's very easy to get really discouraged if you don't have a lot of people sign up for something. Oh my gosh, yeah. And you can get frustrated because you think, well, they're just not very spiritual. They're not (laughs) hungry for God. You want it to be a success because you can feel like you have ownership Mm -hmm. of it. And, you know, I know I had to time out and again, just let go of that and say, if just one person comes, that's That's maybe the one person that I'm supposed to go deep with here. No, that's good. No, I get it. I I get that one completely. That is exactly what we're So if we're just always tense and anxious about something we are doing for the Lord, that's a sign that we've gotten over into striving. I put impatience with people. Or just with God's timing, you yeah, know, if we're just we talk, always yeah. feeling antsy, like this is just not happening fast <laughs> enough, not happening fast enough, then we're probably out from under the umbrella of God's grace. Yeah, no, yeah. I think it, I, and I think he understands that though. Yeah. I know he understands it. And I think again, we go back into, okay, his timing, his timing, his timing. And that's again, a hard place to be. Okay. It is. It just is. Okay. Also, if our life is marked by not being flexible, I put inflexibility, Mm -hmm. the inability to roll with changes Uh, that mm -hmm. God may be orchestrating, holding on too tightly or too long to a position or a ministry, just not being willing to realize that, okay, God's asking me to lay this thing down. I know I did women's ministry for like 30 years in a church. Well, then we felt called to a different church. And because I had done it so long and they needed somebody to lead women's ministry, I picked it up again. Yes, But after about two years, Mm -hmm. I just started feeling like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm out from under the grace umbrella here. You know, same thing that I've been doing. It it seemed like it was going well, but in me, Mm, I knew he was calling me to something different. Mm -hmm. And if I had not been flexible to roll with that and be able to lay it down, Mm -hmm. it would not have been good for me or Or them or them Mm -hmm. or the person who was supposed to be doing it. Oh, correct. Yes. You know, sometimes we'll stay in a ministry position so long that we're denying all these other people that opportunity. That's good. Same thing with the worship team. When we switched churches, I didn't just jump in there and do worship, which I had done again for 
30 years at this other church because I really felt like as much as I love doing it, that there's another generation. I got to enjoy that all those years. And yet it was still hard to To lay those things down Yeah, because my identity was wrapped up in those things. I get that. So to to kind of just go into a church and be, in my mind, a nobody, (sighs) you know, isn't that horrible? No, Miriam, that just shows that. good. That is wretched good. thing that is striving. I, I am most assured every woman listening to this understands what you just said. <laughs> we have, everybody has felt that. Okay. And you have to let that go. And I think, hey, look, we can even look at it with just people that are doing in sports and trying to retire mm-hmm. and how hard it is oh, because their whole identity has yeah. been wrapped up in what they've done. And then when you come back to try to do it again, you're not successful as right. you were. Look, we could just take Tom Brady. Coming back was not... Or Tim Tebow. Tim Tebow, mm-hmm. Brett Favre. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you try to do it again, I remember when I was done with the school, I tried to go back to another school. Uh-uh, baby, that was not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not the same mm-hmm. anymore. It was done. And even though I, was, I would have stayed there forever and a day, um, it was done. It's kind of like King Saul in the Bible. He's an illustration of so many bad things. Uh, things, but trying to hang on to that position as king, mm. trying to kill David. When his stuff. time was up, he was even told that, uh-uh, yeah. now there's going to be somebody else because of what you've done. But he now, was, he did something wrong, obviously. Yeah. But but he yeah. was inflexible. He yeah. was not willing to go with a change in the plan. No, that's uh, good. God's change. Okay. Uh, um, pride is another symptom. When mm. we begin to realize that we're starting to take credit for things that do go well that we're involved in Yes. instead of giving the glory to God. Mm. Okay. That one's kind of obvious. Yeah. We find ourselves blaming God because things don't end up looking the way that we thought. Mm. We find that in our thoughts or in our prayers, even that Mm -hmm. we're blaming God a lot Mm -hmm. because the plan isn't happening that we wanted to happen. Then again, that's a, that's, that's just, that's just really hard. I know. <laughs> Why do we keep doing these hard subjects that hit so close to home? <laughs> I stopped blaming God for like the longest time because I realized I was just in this groove. And I just think that, yeah, it's really hard not to do that. And you don't want to do that. And we don't want to blame him because then again, we go back to the accusation. I just got this the other day. I just wrote this down, and this is really good. I wrote it down. I'm going to put it on Facebook in another day or two. But it says, Jesus has his 24-7 prayer room. Satan has his 24-7 accusation room. Oh, So he brings us now out of our frustration into the accusation and look at God. See, mm-hmm. look what he did. Look, mm-hmm. he's not going to be faithful. He's never been faithful. Yeah. I mean, then it just goes because then it's just the accusations that come at you over compared to what God is like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah. Right, let's, let's start. Let's, okay, calm down, calm down. You're going to really like what I have in store for you. Mm-hmm. Just calm down. And I'll show it to you. We feel like he's doing that bait and switch thing. Yes. Like, God, you got me into this. And now, and now what do I go? But, you know, did he really get us into it or not? Yeah. But even if it ends up looking like a failure in our eyes, it doesn't mean it was a failure in his eyes. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So. Yeah. It's good. All right. We're about out of time yeah. here, I'd say. <laughs> we're just looking at our little timer thing. So yeah. we're going to actually do another Sweet. episode on this okay. because I want to end this with some hope, hope. Yeah, yeah. on how, how to get off that hamster wheel. Okay. <laughs> so come back next week. Thanks for joining us today. If this podcast encouraged you, it might encourage someone else too. So please share it and share some hope.